Welcome to another episode of We Ain't Them. I am your host, Rather Realist, aka Rasan, along with my lovely, lovely co-host, Epps. Hey, everybody. Of course, now at the moment, we have our special, let's say, co-host. Guys, I want you to meet Kev. What's up, y'all? I'm so excited to have you on, Kev. Yo, for real. Listen, I'm ready to have a good time, and honestly, let's just get to it. Yeah. <laughs> right, I feel cool. like, yo, I feel like the last time I saw you was at um, Emma's birthday party. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. that uh, quite drunken mess that I was. However, <sighs> Sweet Science is I, definitely yo, the vibe, I'm and you should have so been there. I'm so mad I didn't go. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but listen, next time, you know, there's always going to be the after party, and let's just keep it going. Hell yes. Word. I feel I feel a little lost, but it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Anyway, before we get started, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We do episodes every, well, we're doing this special just for you guys. So for the next couple of weeks, you're going to see back-to-back-to-back episodes on Fridays. So definitely look out for those episodes. All right, so I'm here to start some shit. I'm not wasting no fucking time. I'm not doing it. I, I don't got time for it. Let's just start from where we need to. Azalea Banks, you got to get this fucking work today. You going to get this fucking work today. <clears throat> now, for people who, you know, don't like negativity in their life, I must unfortunately read you this comment made from Azalea Banks in regards to DC's young... DC Young Fly's wife, who's unfortunately passed away. Rest in peace. Rest, Rest in, in peace, peace to her. To Jackie, yeah. Um, I'm going to read it to you guys. I'm not... It's hard to read it, but I have to read it anyway. Quote, DC Young Fly spent years disguising his own deeply rooted hatred of self as jokes pointed at women's beauty. Projecting his own feelings about his own ugliness onto women perfectly secure in their own skin. Say what you want my t- about my tears. They were pure tears of rage and not at all a sign of weakness. But in the end, I won. I'm happy I cried and moved on. That Jackie old girl must have been so deeply insecure about herself. And the nerve of DC to call such a gorgeous woman as Acelia Banks ugly on national television while a bunch of black people laughed. And ironically, dead at 32, exactly on my 32nd birthday, March 31st, 2023, in Miami, Florida. You niggas are going to learn to stop fucking with me. All right, all right, enough of the bullshit. That is the fucking ugliest statement that you could fucking make as an individual. Azalea Banks, personally, personally and professionally, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's some bitch-ass shit to do. You know, I try not to call women, especially out their name, but that's a bitch-ass move. And you acting like a real, real, real deep, dark, hurt bitch. She is you hurt. That, she is hurt. You hurt about what? You got hurt because somebody called you something on national... Let me explain to you something. Why did you go on... Nobody forced you. Nobody forced you four years ago to go on Wild and Out. That's fact. Nobody told you, yo, you have to do this. It's in your contract. You chose to go on there. You could have just went on there probably just as like a singer, like the end of the show when 
let like somebody performs and all that stuff, but you wanted to be a host. What did you think was gonna happen? Everybody gets joked on. Everybody. Every single body. Freaking um Justina Sky, she always gets cracked on for being a white girl with a flat ass. Uh Doughboy, he gets commented for being fat. There's a bunch of people that get commented for being fat, uh, conceited. He gets told that he's a midget. There's a bunch of people that get all kinds of jokes thrown at him. And you decided that you wanted to go on that show when you know that jokes were coming. And your first reaction was to cry. Listen, if your feelings was hurt, I get it. It is what it is. But you should have known what you was getting yourself into. You, what you thought? You thought you wasn't going to get these jokes? Erica Badu was on the show. She got the jokes. And it's Erica fucking Badu. Which she also dragged Erica at one point. She did. She did, tr- she did try Erica at one point. She's just <laughs> problematic, and that's just the issue all within itself. And to say on your birthday that you're mm. happy that somebody passed away, that's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, Azalea, I love you. I love your music, but it is hard to yeah, stand by you. So it's hard. so hard to stand by you. It's so fucking frustrated. It's frustrating, sorry, because it's like, bruh, you're talented. You are so fucking talented. And fuck what DC Young Fly saying. I don't think you're ugly at all. I always thought you were beautiful. As somebody who I don't even like, I'm not a big fan of DC Young Fly either. But to wish death on his on his girlfriend or his baby mom, I think it was his wife. Is not his wife. They're not married. Oh. They're they're not married. Um, his girlfriend, I think, is it's it's kind of low, and I feel like your anger is very much displaced. Her anger was displaced. It's four years misplaced. If you, <laughs> the situation happened four years years ago, ago yeah. So. Feel how you feel. You made your comment four years ago. Yes, we she accepted did. that. Yes, she Thank did. Thank you so much for how you felt. Yeah. But to come back four years later after a tragedy happens, mm-hmm. how, how do we stand by you? How yeah. do we literally go and say, uh, that was merited. You could have done that. We understand where you're coming from. No, you just look crazy. And you went on to, what was it, Instagram or Twitter to go ahead and do Instagram, this too? Instagram, yeah. You're hiding behind the phone at this point again. What, what, what's the point? I don't know what her point is. Is like, girl, I feel like you already read DC Young Fly and the whole Wildin' Out crew um, after the incident when you went. Do I feel like as much as you like go off on people on Twitter, I was very surprised at how you were that episode. Like, I don't even watch Wildin' Out the way I used to back in the day. But I remember going straight from work to his house. I'm like, babe, babe, Azalea Banks. Like, I watched Wildin' Out to see her because I'm like, yo, this bitch stay reading people. And to see that she was brought to tears. I mean, they had a kiki with her. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on? I expected her to, like, really ill on everybody. I was waiting for it. And she did not serve. She did not give me what I was looking for. And to see that, like, okay, you read him after. It's like, let it go, sis. Like, let it go. Like, it happened four years ago. I feel like you did the work. You read his ass for filth. And... Like I said, I love your music. There's so many people that do, but it's like, damn, bro, why are you like this? And we want to see you win. We I don't. Want, I want we Azalea to win, I wanted so, to win bad, so bad, bro. Nope. It's so bad. It nope. really sucks. And I'm going to be honest. I will say this. 
I'm not, def- this is not justifying what she did at all, but I do feel like in a society, especially in music today, where we listen to a bunch of rappers talk about killing their ops and, and being proud of it, you know, they don't get that type of slack. I'm, I'm, I am just saying. I am just saying. They don't get that type of slack for um, making fun of killing somebody's father or or son or whatever. It happens in hip-hop all the time. They're laughing about it. They're getting clout off of it. They're filming it. And a lot of them are still praised. King Von was praised. You know, Azealia Banks did what she did, which I said is disgusting, but... It it's so easy to rag on her. You know what I mean? I think there's a difference. I think I think that you try to use that and let me just clarify something. You talking about gangsters who want to see other people that consider gangsters killed compared to a comedian. Mm-hmm. That who is not his, doing his, his job. His, yes. That is his lifestyle. Yeah. It's just a comedian. Yeah. He's not a gangster. He's not trying to fight you and he's not trying to kill nobody. Mm-hmm. He is just a comedian mm-hmm. staying in his lane as a comedian. So for you to even say that, that's a BS. No, it's not BS. No, it's a BS. Because those gangsters actually killed those people. Exactly. And guess and what? And are proud of it. Exactly. And they're bragging about and guess it what? And, and they're praised here, for it. Azalea ain't killed nobody. You could say what you want Allegedly, to, because but some this people ain't, saying it's but listen, witchcraft. But this, but, but this ain't got one thing. Don't got to do with the next. You talking about gangster music compared to a person literally not on on song on Instagram that took personal time out their schedule they, yeah. to say the shit that they said. It is two different things, mama. You can't tell me shit otherwise. I feel like it's just keep the same energy no matter what what, what lane you're in. So <laughs> you know. If it's gangster rap and you're proud of that, keep that same energy and everything that you're doing. But if we're talking about comedy and you signed up to come on a show yeah. to be funny and you got ragged on, mm-hmm. keep the same energy. The read happened at that time. DC let that go. I don't think exactly. he's ever really been thinking about you or like said anything about you since then. So for you to come out of nowhere, that was unmerited. Yeah. It's very point. much. No, like I said, this don't justify her actions at all. It's wrong. I'm just saying I see like there's a difference. People are so it's so easy to rag on her. And the next person we're going to talk about is so easy. Like it was just like like they was niggas was waiting, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> Huh. Just, well, I don't know, know the next person she's talking about, and yeah. it's real sad because I love her music. Same. Love her music, but again, freaking Chica. Chica has this, like, she has this issue which is causing, I don't know, what is with Chica and black children? I, I, I just, yeah. I don't understand that. It's fucking odd. So, for people who don't know, Chica was on a flight, um... And uh, T.I.'s daughter, T.I. and Tiny's daughter, was with their grandchildren, and they were in first class. Yeah. And I guess they were making noise and whatever, and Chica was right next to them. Being children. Chica goes, gets off the plane. She's like, oh, I spent $32 on Wi-Fi to wish you nothing but the worst. I hope you get paper cuts. Like, talking mad garbage. Called the children bastards. That was a choice. Yeah. And, and And I'm like, yo... And then she goes on live, and she's like, oh, well, um, if I didn't do it, I would have caused the manic episode. I would have found the the highest peak um, in the airline, and I would have thought about jumping off. You, That's some bullshit. I, yeah. And you want people to feel pity for you. Like, you, it's, it's, for some reason, people have this common thing about 
not thinking before they speak or tweet or post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Chica, yeah. I'm not giving you no pass for nothing. Nothing. I love your music, but fuck that. As a as an individual, you are a real fucked up individual because you've done it twice. On two separate occasions. I remember it was Halloween of 2021. Um, you literally somebody got into it with you, a fan got into it with you on Twitter. And what you did is instead of going back and forth with them, you posted their child on Twitter and put put their face next to a skeleton, a skeleton's head. Yeah, I remember that. That was fucked up. Like, what is the point, sis? You are not a fucking kid, bro. You're a grown ass adult. And you and specifically you are going at black children. Here we go. It's it's so interesting. If there's a white person, you don't really come at them no way. But it's a black child, for some reason you come at them. And these black children, they're young. They're they're they don't know what the hell is going on. They don't even know why they're even getting mentioned. Yeah. They're just there minding their goddamn business. fucking business. Being children. Being children. And yet for some reason you have this way of coming at people children. Now, if now if one, that person on Halloween was to say, all right, whatever, what's the call? Whatever Halloween, um, whatever time you come into my town, I'm going to slap the shit out of you for, for coming at my kid. They're not wrong. They're dead not wrong. You talking about my child. I, my child ain't do nothing to you. D- this was not a whole discussion. You going to talk about my child. Like we always say, kids are off limits. 100% kids are off limits. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand if I'm tired, it's a red eye, I'm on Hello. a flight, somebody's baby is screaming and yelling in the back, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes, I'm huffing, I'm puffing, yeah. I get it 100%. But I keep that to myself. Yeah, you got to. I keep yeah. that to, I, I, That was a choice for you to purchase Wi-Fi for $34 to sit there and go on ahead on the internet. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? You huff, you puff. Put your AirPods, whatever Back you have, in. on the, uh, what is it, noise canceling. Close your eyes and go to sleep. Facts. That's it. Facts. Um, I mean, I agree. Um, and I don't like how she weaponized her mental illness the same way white women sometimes weaponize their tears to get out of shit. Um, I don't like that at all. And I, I just want to also, on the other side of the spectrum, I also want to address the elitism that I saw throughout this whole situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As well as the fat phobia that I, I mean, which always goes hand in hand when people want to drag Chica. I want to address that too. So, Chica, you're wrong. You dead wrong. And the fact that you made this comment about, oh, you could have been in a, take that back to economy. What, what do you mean by that? Babies are going to be babies no matter where they're able to sit. So, just because you paid eight, hundred to maybe twelve hundred dollars for your ticket you mean to tell me that people with babies or whatever should be sitting in coach like what what exactly are you saying and what was your point of mentioning economy like i noticed that about her whenever she wants to drag people she has a very elitist way of going about it and it's just like dude stop like that's one thing another thing is um, the babies, as you mentioned before, was Zanique's children, right? Correct. Which is T.I. and Tiny's grandchildren, right? Um, I believe Zanique's baby father came and he did um, respond to Chica. Yep. And once again, he went straight for her size. He started talking about how she stank. And it's like, 
my guy, you have every right to defend your children, just like how anybody has a right to defend themselves, right? But why is it that we always got to go for, like, to me, it's just an easy, it's like low-hanging fruits. And I feel like whenever somebody that is, that is big or whatever wants to, whether they're right or wrong, say something that's, you know, offends, it's like, oh, well, you're fat, you're stink, you're ugly. Like, what does that have to do with, like, really, let's, let's really think about, let's unwrap this. What does her weight have to do with the fact that she was annoyed at two children that were crying on, on a plane? What does that have to do I with mean, anything? I mean, literally, people just use anything that you could, you could, what's it called? You can, you, at that moment, you're just like, oh, the red eye, whatever. You're seeing red. You don't give a fuck. You're going to use any little thing that's going to piss that person off. So you're going to use their they weight. They're going to use their size. You're going to use anything. And at that moment, that would be me. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. You disrespecting my children. I don't give a fuck about your weight. I don't give a fuck if you wanted to commit suicide. Go ahead at that point. No. Because you told... No. You could say that all you know. You could say that all you want to. But when you disrespect... My child. Who it's did not nothing. your children, bro. Okay. <laughs> it's not your it, fucking it's kids. Not, it's not. It's really not. But at that point, I'm going to be honest with you. It does something to somebody that goes red. I they know. don't really give a fuck. Yeah. And if, if, if y'all if y'all was in his shoes or if y'all was in any- I would any, be livid. You, we, would, you would, what's it called? You would be like, it's on site. It's on site. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I want to see you. Yeah. You're going to have to see me somewhere because you're going to have to either give me a fucking apology, which for some reason we haven't seen yet. No, she just weaponized her. her she life. weaponized it, moved on, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So they got to move on and you just got to sit here. You know that it's going to be a problem. You know that if you go on, like, now that people see that happening, yeah. you know that if you go on tour in Atlanta, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, That's good. I don't think she can go to Atlanta. Now I mean, she, what's the call? I mean, we know what's gonna happen though. She's gonna issue the apology, maybe like a week or two later. Yeah, it's been a apology, it's been a week. Yeah. You know, it's and been that's a week. That, whatever yeah. the case may be, and try to clean it up from there because her bag's gonna be stopped. Oh, like yeah. you're saying, like she's gonna go to Atlanta, they're gonna flame her, you're not gonna get nothing over there. So she's gotta eventually make that apology. They're gonna make it a no fly zone for her because it's gonna be like, yo, you can't come here. But the thing is, my thing, my thing is why, like, why, why, we, why we've gotten to the point where it's like, if you diss somebody, and because that person comes from this state or that region of the country, oh, you better not fly here. Like, why? It's it's a difference. So I'll put it like this, right? And I say this as a good example, right? Let's say the story I added on with Pusha T, right? Yo, that shit was crazy, right? <laughs> that whole that whole shit was fucking crazy, right? When he said, you are hiding a child, let that boy come home. Come home. He didn't say anything directly <laughs> about the child. He just said you have He just a... exposed them. Exactly. He exposed you for having your child and not being there. Yeah. So so that is not warranted for Drake to go off. You're mentioning my kid and all that. You ain't really do much, right? Yeah. His rebuttal, now, now yeah. of course, the, the 40 line, now that that's a lot different. That would, I would say, all right. Yeah, push, push was wild. <laughs> Honestly, I not to not to go off. If topic, he never said that, that for you, that diss track. Listen, that summer, that's almost hot, Ooh. hot. Lord Father, hot. and then Drake still saying that he had a diss record for him. Nobody believes that. 
Nobody and will. nobody's gonna care at this point, buddy. Move on. Nobody believes that. He he's <laughs> like, well, I make better album sales than you. He's like, I don't care. Like nobody gives a yo. Like this big bank take little bank. That's not gonna work in this in in and in, it has in not money worked. in rap beef. It and never it, works. It has not. At the end of the day, Pusha T consistently nominated for a Grammy. Hello. Yeah. His so work it, speaks for itself. Yeah. So it's not. It's never gonna help. So. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to jump back to our first topic because there is something else that we definitely didn't talk about. B. Simone. Golly, B. Simone, B. Simone. What the fuck? Really? With this close friend shit, you having people pay to be on your close friends so that you could, people could see how you grieve? I don't like that bitch. Personally, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry she's beautiful or whatever, but... I, she just, she, she make my scalp itch, bro. Ooh. Like, I'm sorry. Not the scalp. I don't, Not I don't scalp. like her I, I, at all, bro. And I know if she see this, she'll roast me. It's okay. I'll take it. I don't care. But I, I just, ugh, she's so cringy. I don't know. I, sorry, Kevin. You're I, just I, like, what? I, I like B. I like B. Um, now, I was hoping, you know, something would have came out that she was like, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Ain't come out yet, so you know I, it's, <laughs> it's another one of my. I'm trying to stand by you, sis. I'm trying, but to have people pay to see you grieve, like you already have enough money, you have outlets, you yeah. have businesses. You know what I mean, like. And she has access. Yes, she period. definitely and privilege. Facts. So the fact that you are charging people to go on ahead and see you grieve your friend. Like, number one, I hope your friend is looking down on you and just being like, girl. What's going let, on? Let's get this together. Let's yeah. figure out what's happening here. Please, please don't use me. Like, don't put me up in the clouds on your Sucks. close friends just so go on ahead and make a bag off of that, too. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I agree. So, be, it's hard. It's hard, too. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I've never tried. I oh. just, I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. Um, B, her brand of comedy. I know people gonna rag on my brand of comedy because I find people like Pete Davidson funny and Eric Andre. Like, that's my brand of comedy. But she's not funny to me. I think um, she's been propelled forward because she is very attractive. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and in terms of this situation, definitely wants to profit off her friend. Um, definitely, definitely. And to me, that's sick. And she's always done sickening things like from the Danny Lay situation to the, to the, um, uh, just, uh, cringe. Anyway, moving on. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying. I don't know. I don't know what's going on this week. It's just like people just walling out I, here, man. Yo, yo, I mean, it's like weird. I don't know, yo. It's been a weird week, and going from we'll go from that to something a little more light. Well, definitely way more lighthearted. Kiki Palmer. Oh my God, Kiki Palmer. So, uh, Kiki Palmer um, stated that she feels like Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show was uppity. Kiki, Kiki, why? why? Why do you feel that? Did you not watch the Cosby show? Because cause there's no way, in no way, shape, or form, did you find Claire Huxtable up? I, I don't get it. Was, was it because she worked her ass off to get where she got? 
and and still was standing by her man, she didn't think she in the Cosby show Claire never thought anybody was beneath her. No, never. But she always checked people. Prime example, there was an episode, I forgot who it was, but she told somebody, Oh, um, what you expect me to be at my husband's beck and call? Oh, it was the coffee. Yes, yes, yes the Sandra coffee. She was like, you actually, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And she, she, she let it be known, like, you can't have that type of attitude. Like, the guy was like, oh, I didn't know you did that kind of stuff. And she was like, what? Like, what does that mean? And she got him together. She used to get people together she all did. the time. All the time. I mean, I'm sorry, you were. No, go ahead. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Is, is uppity a bad thing though? No, it ain't. Cause no, it's not. Is it a bad? I, I feel like we tried to make a negative you, connotation of it. Listen, it depends on Claire who did what you she asking. needed to do. Mm-hmm. She took, she handled situations the way that she needed to handle them. True. And if she worked her butt off to get to where she needs to be in mm-hmm. life, if she has a certain je ne sais quoi to her and the way that she moves and the way that she acts and the way that Facts. she talks, get it, sis. Like I'm here Facts. for it. Facts. And I will say this. I think that um, with Kiki Palmer, you know, I love her to death. You know, we all watch this young... I mean, she's my age. I'm about to say this little girl grow up. She is definitely (laughs) my age. (laughs) But no, um, honestly, we grew up with Kiki, and she's always had this homegirl, down-to-earth kind of persona, and she was never... She was unapologetic about it. And I think it's very easy, some of us, to look at people... Like, in, when you look at Claire Huxtable, she is the wife to a doctor, right? right? And they lived very comfortably, right? They had a very, I think they had a brownstone. Mm-hmm. They yes. lived comfortably, right? And it's easy to look at somebody in that situation and just say they're uppity. But if you really examine Claire Huxtable, she wasn't. I think, I think um, Dr. Cosby was uppity. He had uppity ways about him, you know, whether it was on the show or outside of the show, oh. Dr. Cosby was very uppity. Oh and I don't think that was Claire Huxtable. It's just I think that Kiki was looking at the situation as a whole and saying she's uppity. And it's not fair because people can can do well for themselves, very much live a wealthy lifestyle, black people I'm talking about, and still be down to earth. It doesn't happen very often, because you know, black faces in high spaces sometimes they be whatever, but um, it ha- it happens. There are people who are down to earth and live comfortably. Not everybody has that that snobbish kind of mentality at all. You know, it's not good to generalize. So, I personally think that you know, Kiki was just kind of out of pocket. There's nothing that you could really say about that, Kiki. You got you. I think you need to look up the definition of uppity before you yeah. actually just say the word. Yeah. It's very important. So, moving on. We got to talk about something that that just strikes me as so interesting. In a, well, depends on how you take it and depends on how the next couple of months to years are about to go. Cornell West, <laughs> out of the blue, decided, you know what? Go off, brother. I yes. go off. Yes. Going I see to you run do that for Please. president. And you know what, brother? You go on and do that. Yeah. Now, here's where the problem lies. And this is why sometimes it makes me realize I got to stay off of Twitter a little bit. <sighs> Somebody is like, oh, but his wife isn't even black. What the hell does that got to do with anything? 
I'm I'm confused. What is his wife not being black have to do with him running for? I don't understand. Mainly because Cornell West, if you looked it up, Cornell West has not said anything about black women. He has. He's not. never disrespected the black woman. No, he has. No, he's not doing anything. So he could date whoever he pleases. We always say it every time on. The podcast, everywhere we go, me and me have disbelief. And I believe most of our friends have disbelief. Is that we don't care who, what race, what gender, whatever, whoever you want to date is fine. Just do not disrespect the black woman. You know what it is? I think with Cornell West, there's some women that are just like, once they see a black guy with a white woman, it's like, what the hell? And... For most cases, it's justifiable because y'all be doing y'all be on some dumb shit, which is what I um, said. <laughs> you know, like having this kind of mentality, like they're you know they're yeah. you know, um, but love is love, man. But I think in Cornell West, um, his situation because he's so woke. Yep, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it is quite shocking. But, yeah, but it's, you, it's not shocking to me because you know there was people there were like members of the Black Panther Party who as woke as they were. Some of them. I'm gonna just I say. I'm gonna just say for example. I'm gonna just say. I'm gonna just say. If you've never seen the movie, I'm gonna get you, sucker. There is a scene <laughs> where this man is big, big black power, and then he got this white, this white woman and his yeah, two little like, white children. Talk about the poor white trash. Yeah, speak, brother. Yeah, like he's they, over they, a bowls of cereal, like bruh. Oh, it's talking about you want some bean pies, like yo. Yeah. It's the funniest shit. But all in all, I feel like it's overdue. I do feel like Cornell West is somebody that we could look look at that can kind of relate to us for once. No offense to Barack Obama, but Cornell West is somebody who is who can relate to us. And I think that Obama can relate to us? Oh no. No. He said no. No. No, <laughs> no. 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 Love you though. Thank you. Yeah, love you. <laughs> we love, love you. Though. Love you, Barack. No, no, no. Love you. <laughs> love you and all your dance what? moves and all your love for Michelle uh, and all that dance, stuff. Bro. He all the memes yeah. that you created. All the memes, love all it. that stuff. Thank you love so much, it. brother. But as a president, you was not a great president, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can name a he few. He did the best. The nigga did the best he could. Like, can y'all stop? No. He did he the did. best that no. he could. Whoa. Yeah. Exactly. He, for us. Oh, child. <laughs> he did the best he could, man. He was the first black president. You know the adversity he was going up against. Like, come on, y'all. Give the niggas some grace. I agree, but if we look at him from when he went into the office and said he came out, that man aged. He was stressed trying yeah, he, to yo, he do what he wanted stressed. to do for us. But, you know, he did the best that he could do for everyone else. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Uh, uh, we appreciate you. We love you being the first. Uh, Thank you for your services. Well, well, since <laughs> if on. you know, if Come you on, know, Shorty. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of politics, let's just jump into bitch ass nigga Mayor Adams. So, wait, hold on. Before we go to Mayor Adams, let's just say we want Cornell West, not word. Kanye West. Moving on. You got it. You got it. You got it, fam. <laughs> So let's just jump into Mr. Eric Adams. So he decided to propose a plan to pay uh, pay New York to house migrants, right? <sighs> God damn it! Now you know us as Caribbean children. You are a Caribbean child. All three of us were Caribbean children. 
you know, for us, we understand it because, you know, we Caribbean children, our our parents, our, everybody was once immigrants. We, we get it. We get it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. from an other side of it, there are a lot of homeless people who are American homeless people who right now are struggling and you not helping them out. But you want to help everybody else. Why the fuck is it that that is always an issue? Everybody wants to help everybody else. But what is there directly in your face, point blank, period? Why? Why is that a problem? Like, I don't fucking get it. So what exactly are, like, so are you mad that the the immigrants, the migrants are here and we have to help them? Because once they come here, I mean. That's not the problem. But it's the problem is that you're focused on them when you have a big problem in homelessness. We just did a whole episode. And he still still ain't fixed the fucking problem. Exactly. So you jump, instead of focusing on the problem that you need to focus on, you skipped it and went to another problem. I don't think he skipped it. It's just my thing is they're here. They're, they're, They're fucking here. So... Like yes, there's homeless people that already that have been here, and like I said, he ain't he ain't he, honestly the way he went about it was just I don't know, I, I don't get it, sir. But what I'm saying is they're here now. It's a bigger pro- the homelessness is like a bigger problem now. So it's like he has. I mean, he's still this whole thing where you paying people for them to live to live with us and all of that. I want to see who's living in your house. Are you doing it too? Cause it's easy for you to sit up on your high horse and tell us New Yorkers, oh, you have to um, have them come in and, and we'll pay you to do all this shit. I want cameras. I want an MTV Cribs edition. <laughs> and I want to see if you're housing migrants yourself. I also want to see who you're actually kicking out of the New York City, too. Hello. Because I feel like, for me, housing these migrants, we're choosing to house who? And I don't want to... Say anything crazy, but like, <laughs> who we housing in these housing? You like, mm-hmm. I know us Haitian people. Y'all trying to get rid of us? Yeah, yeah. A so lot of us, are we? Yeah. Are we? Are we helping the problem itself? And we're housing everybody, or is it a certain group of people that we're housing? Right. Interesting thought. Hmm. It's a good, good thought. Just no, saying, seriously. If we're housing migrants, so that means that we're not deporting anybody from New York City, then too, right? Hi, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. What's up? Hello. Yeah. Happy. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm fucking loving this. Love it. Oh, I'm loving this. Meanwhile, meanwhile in Florida, DeSantis is fucking up everything. Oh my God, Republicans! If you guys make DeSantis like, oh, there's a lot. Oh, no, that's gonna happen. Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. There happen. are a lot of Republicans that are really not happy with DeSantis because a lot of them are actually farmers. And with those, me- mm-hmm. with a lot of those Mexicans leaving because mm-hmm. they were so scared, and they went to other, other uh, states and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they got mad because they're like, "We losing, we're gonna lose our crops because not enough farmers. All those, what's it called? Mm-hmm. All those Mexicans, all those Hispanic people. They was doing all that work, and now you made this all the jobs that the average American is too prideful." To, to do. do, and then want to complain. We ain't got no jobs. You just don't want to do you it. You just don't want right. to fucking do it. But it, and I can think of a lot of niggas that qualify to do that type of work. I'm just be honest. But then a lot of them is gonna be like, "Well, that's gonna be like the slave days." Just shut your ass up. It's making crops for farming. It, it you can not listen, picking cotton. Not like, exactly, exactly. Like y'all niggas, oh, y'all baffle me sometimes. Yeah, facts. You get a check. Are you gonna get a tax return? 
Sure. Yeah, for farming, yeah. Oh, okay, then great. But so nope, they not going to do job. that. Nope, they not going to do that. For farming, fuck yeah. Shoot, in Trinidad, they do it all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Picking up crops, they doing what they got to do. They, yep. But, you know, you know what it is. At the end of the day, what can you sell people? I feel bad for those people because I don't feel like they did anything to deserve that. Especially in Florida. Those people are just working hard, trying to make money, trying to make a living for their families and stuff. But you know, it's always a problem. Like, always. It's always something. And, and it's just like, like I said, it. like I said before, it's easy for you to be where you are as a mayor and look down on people and say, oh, you got to do this. Well, do you do it too? If you're a mayor, you're supposed to be for the people. Right. You're supposed to be for the people. Not just for yourself, things to benefit you, and I feel like that's what he's all about. I don't. That's feel what like all of them are about. They're all for yeah. self. Yeah. They're not really for the people. They're no, all they're not. for they're self. Not. Well, some of them are out there doing the work. Um, I think about the mayor in Philly, mm. who's out there really in the streets, really in his community, knows oh. his constituents. You know. Mm. Oh yeah, and to- he's doing what he got. Oh yeah, do. that policy about the shiesty masks is very great. The what? <laughs> The shiesty mask. So I believe it's, I don't know if it's the mayor or the governor. They already, they banned shiesty mask. Is that the full oh, ski yeah, the full mask ski thing? Mask. Yeah. Well, they I mean. They banned it because they felt like a lot of murder murders were happening and mm-hmm. you can't see no white face. Yeah. So they said, if you're caught in the street with it, cops are going to walk up to you. So just be prepared. Mm. Now, some people may feel a way about it, but... Based on what has happened, and usually them ski masks, I don't even trust them fucking ski masks. So, I don't either. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not mad at it. If it's cold, I get it. But you niggas just wearing it anytime. You wearing it in the summer. It's like a style now. Yeah. Like before, like COVID was like, COVID yeah. was the reason. Yeah. Now these niggas just want to do it just because. I don't got time for that. Mm-mm. So the last thing, um, last recap of of the week, and it happened yesterday, and I was so happy. Yeah. Former NFL tight end Travis Rudolph has um it came out um that the judge's decision was that he was not guilty in the case against the what they would call the murder of someone, but it wasn't it really wasn't that. He was it was self defense. It was self defense, period. And let me explain to you something. If you the next thing they want to do is they really want to, like people were talking about, we'll lock the woman up, his ex-girlfriend or whatever. Honestly, if you want to go at it that way, you kind of can because she literally did say in the text message. Yeah. So like everything sounded like a threat. She's like, oh, it wasn't really a threat. Yeah. You yeah. had four niggas show up Yo, to his house. What killed me was when they were asking her, when you said shoot, shoot his shit up. What does shit mean? Like she was saying, oh, anything but him. Right. Bitch. Okay. What? And not for nothing, the bitch was married. That's the worst part. The bitch was married. But they got you on, they got you, they don't have you in 4K, but you got they got you on camera hitting this man, assaulting yeah, this man. Yeah, you see, you see her hitting him, you see her walling on him, and then the text message is like, bro, like he shouldn't have went through all of that. Over a bitch that he's not even like you're married, you're a sneaky link. Are you dead ass? Yeah, I'm. I'm be honest. I'm very happy that you know he's free now. I'm. I'm happy because I feel bad. Because in some cases you could understand what shit happens. It's like yo, you killed somebody. 
you know, for for reasons I'm like, I, I can't look at you the same. But you, it was self-defense. It's four people attacking your, your brother. You got to do what you got to do. And you came in here, they threatened you, and they had, a, they had guns on them. So at any moment they could pull that shit out, you a dead man. He stayed ready, so he didn't have to get ready. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like when it comes to that situation, I'm very happy for him. Happy to see all of that being dropped against him. But again, I feel like as people, handle your own problems, handle your own situations. And ladies, please stop getting your close friends, your brothers, your yes. sister, all of that, your cousins, whatever, trying to get on somebody that you have the situation with. Yes. It's not fair to them. They have nothing to do with the situation. It has nothing to do even with your situation. So just stop that. Handle your situations the best way that you know how to. Yeah. Reach out to your community if you need to at that point. But stop getting your cousins, your brother, day day and them all to go on ahead and handle your situation. Because then this is what happened. <laughs> and then you're sitting here on trial like, um, I don't, I, that's not what I, re- that's yeah. what you meant, I don't recall. We know. I, I, no, that's not what I meant. No. Anything but him. When she said anything but him, oh my I, I could have felt I could have fallen out the chair. What what girl? Girl, you literally put yourself in danger. You put your brother in danger. You put um um Mr. Rudolph in danger. You put everybody in danger. And all you took for some bullshit. Life. Yeah, somebody and died because of your your bullshit. Girl, go home to your husband. What husband? He looking at her like oh, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. She probably yeah. Your girl, you're you're not looking too cute out here. No. You're not. All right, so <laughs> huh, the last topic uh, of the evening um, is going to be something fun that I've, I've, I kind of love to talk about things that happen during the month, so it's really cool to talk about these things. So June, for most people that don't know, it's Pride Month. If you're living under a rock. Fact. <laughs> Now, um, for those who don't know about Pride Month, it is celebrated in the month of June to celebrate and honor um, the 1969 Stonewall. For those who don't know about 1969 Stonewall, Kevin, would you like to spell people more about it? Well, sure. Shout out to my community. Happy Pride Month to all of us, all allies and everybody involved. Uh, 1969 Stonewall riots, you know, it was a crazy time where, you know, we as queer people were unable to just really live our lives. So we're in a bar. We're just trying to be with our community, have fun. And then the police continued to come in and just go on ahead and harass us. And then, you know, finally enough was enough. So we all got together and just started fighting back for, I think, a series of six to seven days itself of just fighting back for the community and just standing up for our rights. And shout out to those um, trans women and black uh, queer women that went on ahead and led that because you really set the pace for everything that we're doing here today. So I'm I'm thankful for you. I know my community's thankful for you and just ready to go on ahead and continue to celebrate, not just in June, all year long too. I know, I was about to say that. Marsha P. What's her name? Sorry. Was she a part of that? Yes. Marsha P. Johnson. Yes. Sorry. She was a part of that, and she was a black trans woman. So to see that it started from a black trans woman is just amazing, you know, um, considering the fact that, you know, a lot of the times when you look at statistics of, like, mistreatment and stuff, it's usually high percentage for that. So to see that 
when it came to Stonewall and just the movement, it, it was started by a black trans woman. It's, well, not started, but she she led. Yep, they led yeah. the yeah. Uh, overall fight, and I just think that overall it's kind of, not to put a damper on it, but it's yeah. kind of sad just to kind of see the reverse of what's happening yes, today. exactly. With black um, trans women yeah. and just the violence that's happening here with them. Exactly, I yeah. feel like if people knew their history a little bit more and really understood where pride came from, mm-hmm. we could see maybe a little bit more of a shift or maybe a little bit more of a push in trying to protect these women. But, you know, with prayer and, you know, with hope, things will change. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. I oh, really hope for the best. So, Kevin, I want to ask you, what does pride mean to you? Well, what does pride mean to me? Um, it's just a reminder of that day that I decided to come out, you know, and just really be comfortable with myself and really just live my life for me. And I think that, you know, for me and a lot of, you know, um, queer people of color, you know, we've had a little harder coming out and really just being in our skins and just being where we're at today. A lot of us have hard stories and, you know, it's just a reminder of like, I make the choice, I made the choice that day and I make the choice every day to wake up for myself, be my authentic self and just be unapologetically me. Yeah. And that's that. So I just love the fact that I was even given that opportunity because mm-hmm. a lot of people were not yeah okay um so i have a question just curious what do you feel is a misconception of the lgbtq community what is what is something that you really stand firm on okay so i don't mean to be funny when i say this mm-hmm. we're not all your sis okay we're not all, you know, your good girlfriend. We're individual people who happen to share a commonality with each other. So don't come to us and think that we're all the same, that you can joke with us, that it's all good to kiki and have fun. If we, if you and I know each other and we build that relationship with each other, then okay. But we're not all just flamboyant out here I'm not all of us are rainbow flagged out and everything yeah. to sort like that. Like some of us are just real chill people who just happen to like guys, girls, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. So don't put us all in that one box. Like this, we're really complex and there's a lot of us out here. Okay. Love this guy. Love this guy. I really do. But for real, don't please don't call me your sis. Like that that's that's <laughs> just that's not okay. I'm not with it at all. Like, please, thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So we got a really, really interesting question from, shout out to our executive director, Kev. Um, hopefully you'll be seeing him soon. Soon. Um, so the question is actually towards all of us, apparently. Do you feel the entertainment business are authentic in regards of their support of the LGBTQ plus community or just fugazi? with their true feelings about the community because of the backlash they'll receive if they don't support. Did he really use the word fugazi? He did use the word fugazi. Kevin. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, y'all want me to go first? Yes, of course. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um it, it's not real. It's not it's not real at all. We are here, especially within the music industry, whether you're an artist, makeup artist, hair artist, production, assistant, we're all here. 
So, yes, you give us a space to be in those careers. Yes, you give us an opportunity to go ahead and make a name for ourselves. And I would say that some people in the industry will go on ahead and really be in support. But total support, I don't think so at all. Um, There's a lot of people in the music industry that are not comfortable with themselves. (laughs) And that's fine. Because, again, everybody goes on ahead and has their own journey with their coming out and their sexuality and their comfortability. And I encourage you to definitely just stay on your path. Just be on the path. Yeah. But I think overall, no, you don't really give us a space to go on ahead and do so. Um, You don't give us that recognition. And those artists that are truly out Mm -hmm. and really living their lives get backlash. Sam Smith. Um, But, you know, let us have our space. Let us have our time. Let us have our shine. And not all of it has to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. I agree. No, that's facts. I I agree so much. Like, I do feel like throughout the years watching people, especially in rap, come out and be free. I'm seeing Little Nas X. I'm seeing, you know, really, like, people are coming out and they're, like, not afraid anymore. And I feel like it's it's refreshing, you know. They, and, and granted, these artists, they still face backlash. And like I said, it goes back to the whole like easy target thing right Mm -hmm. and it's it's not fair and i feel like i agree with you i i want to see more representation of the community and most importantly i don't want to see where it's like stifled like i can i can be free i can be who i want to be but to this magnitude if i go overboard and be who i truly am oh like like you said sam smith oh, I'm going to get this type of um, criticism or whatever. Because Sam Smith is a demon now. You yeah, know? all of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden he's demonic and he's horrible and yeah. I can't believe that he's doing this on television. When I've seen actual rappers, okay. Yeah. Hell, even, even even certain, um, you know, rock bands, corn, um, do the Co- worst. Marilyn thing. Manson. Marilyn Manson. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I've seen them all do the, the whole The thing. whole, bi- yo. Yeah, yeah, so... So honestly, I'm being I'm gonna be real about it. I also agree, but I agree to the point where it's like I don't feel like entertainers should be faking this little funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, you support, but don't try to be extra and don't try to be trendy about it. And that's the shit like that gets me annoyed. Like yeah. they're trying to make it trendy. Don't try to do this shit because it's trendy. Cause there's people who really, really like they live in this shell and they really like they're really going through these things. Yeah. And for you to just sit there and just act like it's a freaking trendy thing, that's the thing that kind of bugs me sometimes. You're doing it because you want to oh yeah, because you want your fan base. That's what it is. It's not because you truly believe that. Oh, well, I know my fan base loves me, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the extra to make sure that my fan base stays to love me. And it's not like you're not being true to yourself. Like you can just, like, people like you for what you are and who you are right now. Going over that extra step to do extra shit doesn't, just doesn't make any sense. Just stay in the lane that you were already in and you'll be perfect. But you doing extra shit just don't, it don't, it doesn't help. It doesn't help you. It more so hurts you because now people look at you and go, this isn't even the real you. Yeah. But Kevin, do you feel like, because I've had an issue with this. I've taken issue with it. Okay. Um, it's June. It's Pride Month. 
do you feel like when you walk, say for instance, you say you work in Soho, right? When you're walking down the street of, give me a random street in Soho. Houston. Houston, right? Right. Perfect. And you're walking past all these stores and you're seeing like flags everywhere. Do you feel like it's genuine or do you feel like it's pretentious or for profit? For profit. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. It's trendy. Like, same thing like Juneteenth and how Walmart um, owns the uh, trademark on that. Oh, yeah. A white company owns the trademark for Juneteenth. Get the fuck out of here, bro. We got to fight that. I'm sorry. We have to fight it. But, um, you know, that's a whole nother topic for mm-hmm. a whole nother day. But, um, you know, yeah, it's it's all for profit. It's yeah. cool to be gay in the spaces that you're at. Like, for my job, I already know that I'm going to be asked to be put on a panel for Pride Month to have an event for my company. I know that's coming. It happened last year. It's going to happen this year. Cool. No problem. When it comes to all of these other corporations, absolutely. But I think this year it's a little different because of the backlash that has come over come out for, you know, the, um, what is it, the attack on children that we're having with, you know, queer education and Pride Month and everything and so like that, which is yeah. bull all within itself. Yeah, yeah. Because, once again, nobody's trying to force sexuality on your child. You're trying to force sexuality on your child. So exactly. take issue with yourself. Exactly. Um, the same way that we go on ahead and we teach uh, kids that, you know, mommy and daddy and everything that's all like that, and you came from mommy and daddy, that's teaching itself too. So you're able to go on ahead and teach your child, like, yes, there are people in this world that boys like boys, girls like girls, mm-hmm. you know, and you have the choice for yourself when you grow up. It's a simple conversation. One, Absolutely. two, three, we move on and we move forward. But back to the original um, topic, yeah, it's all for profit, and I can't be mad because we live in America, but I also have to pause and be in that space of knowing that because I live in America, this can happen. Mm -hmm. Because if I was elsewhere, it might be a different story for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, like, there was an African um, country that um, completely um, made being queer altogether illegal. Which one? I'm sure there's several. Several. And, you know, punishable by death. So... As much as it's annoying, I got to understand that I have a privilege within myself being American Mm -hmm. that I'm able to live my life the way that I live my life here. Yeah, because you couldn't do it in Jamaica. I don't don't, want to say no names, Zambia. Um, But that's neither here nor there. You couldn't say no names who? Zambia. uh, Oh, Zambia. I I don't want to say, hey, hey. I said it. Hey, you didn't hear from me. You didn't hear Zambia from me. me. I I definitely, definitely didn't say Zambia. But, you know, whew, it's real hot in here because, you know, Kevin, you know, Kev, Kevin, you know, he hitting facts out here. Yeah, but crazy. But um, I have my final question for you. Kevin, as a person in the community, I would love to ask you, what advice would you give to anybody who um, is afraid to, you know, come out of the closet or really, like, let their feelings be known that, you know, they're a part of this community? Take your time is the best thing that I could say. Mm -hmm. Um, I came out when I was 23 years old, um, and... I always say it's so funny because my coming out, I wanted it to be this big thing where 
my friends were shocked and just so like, oh, we're here and we're supportive. So I sent a text message out to my friends and I was like, you know, guys, I'm gay. And 15 minutes went by and nobody answered. So I called each one of them and I was just like, yo, like I really just told you some deep things about myself. Like what happened? They were like, oh, we don't care. And I always thought this was a big, dark, hard secret that I was carrying with myself. I felt so heavy. I felt so low. So I, my coming out was in that perfect moment for myself because it was, for me, a chance to see, like, hey, you're okay. The world didn't change. Not everything is shattering for yourself. It's fine. So do it in your own time. Take your time and do it in your own time, but please stay on the path. If you're able to and you are privileged to, if you're able to get a counselor, a mental health specialist, mm. please definitely go on ahead and do so. But the biggest thing is lean in on your community as well. If you're unable to find a community itself, go online itself, join a club, try to go on ahead and see where you can go on ahead and see yourself in and just stay in those safe spaces until you're ready to actually come out and just live your truth. But stay on the path because it's worth it. What's up? All right, I I I, I love it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, Kev. No, thank um, you, guys. Um, and we were glad to have you as our guest today. And yeah, we'll be seeing you again. Um, again, guys, uh, follow us on Instagram at we ain't them underscore. Follow Ebony at at eccentric ebbs. Follow Kev at at Negro with that Creole. At Negro with that Creole. All right. Follow me at it's Mr. Defiant, Defiant with a Y. Um, this has been we them. Uh, this has been a great episode, and we will see you guys on the next one. Later. Bye guys. Bye.